You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Darren. Darren, welcome to Becoming Me. Hi, Emily. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you. Now, I'm so, this interview has been such like a high point for me because so many of our Becoming stories, I maybe am only virtual friends, like we've met on Instagram, social media, and y'all, I have the privilege of knowing Darren in real life for the last several years. You have just been an inspiration and encouragement to me on my Becoming journey Um, and just watching how you show up and you lead and you passionately pursue becoming who God made you to be every day. I mean, it inspires me Um, and I feel privileged to know you. So thank you for being here today. Hey, thanks, Emily. You know, it's funny. I, I feel the same way about you. I'm inspired every time I get around you, your energy and, you know, which the, the, the story of your life as well has inspired me. So it's, I think we feed off each other every time we get together. Yes, we do. That's a good way to put it for sure. So, you know, Darren, if someone didn't know you, if they, you know, had never met you before, who is Darren? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I'm still I'm still learning every day. <laughs> I, well, I was I'm a native of Ocala, Florida, born and raised. I did uh, take a few years and move over to another city, uh, but I'm back now in, in Ocala. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in the I've been married for going on 31 years to my wife Peggy. Uh, I have one son, uh, Tyler. He's a student. He's 24 years old, and you know we we uh, moved not too far from the church actually, but. You know, as far as things that, you know, about me, I've, I've been in the IT industry for going on 33 years. Uh, I've been in an executive leadership there. I'm actually uh, working the chief security office for a large uh, global IT uh, telecommunications company. And, and I really love that, t- that line of work. You know, so it's a, it's a big mission to protect critical assets um, in our nation, to, especially today. Absolutely. No, the work that you do is so important. Um, you know, and I, I've had the privilege, like I shared a moment ago of knowing you, um, and I know your story and I'm excited for the becoming me.tv community to hear your journey today. Um, so would you just mind taking some time and sharing your story with us? Like what has made you who you are today? Well, I, 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 first of all, thank you again for having me. I just, it's just an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, you know, it, if I could go all the way back or I can start in the middle, but I'll kind of start out where, you know, I was raised in a, in a, in a church, uh, in a church family. My parents both went to church. My dad uh, used to be a, a Pentecostal choir leader and he'd kick up the dust on the floor. Uh, you know, so I was raised in that environment. 
Um, I did, you know, have those rebellious years when I, when I got in high school and I worked a ton of jobs and just strayed away from God at that time. Um, I, I probably worked 15, 20 jobs and then God led me back to uh, working in IT in the late 80s. Uh, and then he sent me mentors. Um, I, I, I recommitted my life to Christ. Uh, I met my wife at that time, uh, around the same time as well. And we started going to church uh, together. Um, and then we got married in 1991. But the, uh, I just found it amazing how God always put people in my path along the way uh, to where I am now. So, and just one example of this, this little guy named Dr. Townsend, he was an adjunct professor in the IT industry. He was, uh, he, he basically in the early 90s told me, hey, there's this thing called the World Wide Web. And if you, if you go and learn computer networking, you'll have a career for life. And, and so, and he was just a mentor that I reached out to to say, hey, should I go back to college? And, and I, you know, this guy's a PhD and I figured he'd say, go to college. And he said, no, don't go to college, learn about computers and networking. And so that's the path that I, I chose. Uh, and so I stayed in that field uh, and I've been with the company I'm at uh, now for about 19 years, but like I said, I've been doing it total for 33 years. Um, and spent, you know, when I was there, again, along the way, uh, God put people in my path, uh, godly people, uh, and it gave me an opportunity to share. So I went into executive leadership, had large teams, uh, and people always ask me, why are you different? Why, you know, why not, you know, everybody's here over here doing this and cursing and doing these things. And, and, and that's not who you are, but you're still a happy guy. And, you, you know, you just love life, you know, and so it gave me a chance to share, you know, who I am and, and you know, why I have the peace that God has given me all these years. Um, and then I had something happen uh, in my life that was um, pretty rough. It was probably the darkest day of my life. In 2008, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, and so that was uh, a real uh, blow. I was 41 years old at the time. And so didn't know what to do, had no idea, just, um, you know, and then my first reaction is, you know, how do I control this myself? You know, what can I do? And uh, instead of giving it to God, but I, I, it didn't take me long to realize that I couldn't control the outcome, but God, God knows the outcome, right? So um, I just turned it over to him and my life from that point forward uh, became amazing. I, I really learned faith at that time. And, you know, I didn't really understand what faith was really. I thought, you know, you learn it all the years, but when something happens like that, you really, it tests your faith, right? And I think God yeah. puts us through those challenges to, to test our faith and to make us realize, hey, if you just put it in my hands, you know, I got it. And yeah. so coming coming out of that situation, I met some, some people um, along the way that started me to mm -hmm. running and I started to raise money for uh, prostate cancer awareness. Uh, and so I started to become more of a servant to others at that point. <clears throat> so I think God... You know, I, I thought I was a servant before, but that was a turning point in my life to, to what can I do? God, what do you have? What is the purpose for my life and how do you want me to serve others? And that really changed my whole perspective. And so I started to serve others. And then I did start to run and I said, I'm going to run a 5K. And I never was, you know, a runner. I played softball and, and competition and things, but I was never endurance and a runner. And so I did a 5K, then I did another 5K and another one and a 10K. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to do a half marathon. And along the way, I'm telling my story. I did blog my story um, along the way of my recovery. And, and so 
then I said, hey, I'm going to run a marathon, a full marathon, 26.2 miles. And, it. you know, again, <laughs> never, never ran before, you know, probably six months prior. And, and so I made the commitment. And not only did God give me one marathon, he gave me two marathons in the same year. Wow. <laughs> so in, um, in, 2000, uh, in 2011, I saw, had signed up for the Disney Marathon. And then I had signed up for the lottery for the New York City Marathon. And so I actually won a lottery ticket to, to run in the New York City Marathon the same year. So I ended up running oh, cool. two full marathons. And yeah, me not being a, a runner, because I'm a, I'm a big guy and, and I'm not really a true runner. You know, I'm not, you know, somebody who gets out on the path every morning, but I dedicated my life to it. Um, and God, you know, showed me the way. I met so many great people along the way. Uh, and it was about the journey, that whole journey. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the destination because when you get to the finish line, it's great. But so many things I learned along the way about myself, about my faith, about who I really am. Uh, and then, you know, how I should be serving others along the way. And it, you know, the whole marathon is you think it's, you think it's just your, an individual accomplishment, but it really isn't. Your mm -hmm. family's involved, your friends are involved. And while I was in the marathon, people were sending me scriptures, texting me scriptures, People were sending me uh, prayers. I had I had put a the first marathon. I, I asked that people send me uh, people that I could pray for, and I wrote all the names down. People that were ha going through cancer treatments and and things, and I put that on my side. And uh, at mile twenty, I almost quit the race. I'm laying on the side of the road. This is at the Disney Marathon. I'm laying on the side of the road. I have that you know my inspiration. Uh, towel, I called it. Probably had over a hundred names on the towel, and I just kept grasping that. And this young lady who was wearing Mickey Mouse ears, she comes by. She has both knees with ice on them, and she's like, "What are you doing over there?" And I said, "I, I don't know if I can make it any further. I'm at mile twenty, and I'm just I've give out. I just I don't know if I can do it. I've, I had cramps in every part of my body, and I had cramps and muscles I didn't even know I had. And she's like, "Get on up and let's go." And so it's just funny, the encouragement that she gave me and that she shared with me, we, we made it to the next, and I, we made it to the next medical tent. You know, they gave, they gave me treatment and I said, I'm going to keep going because of her. So one person inspired me to keep going. I kept getting text messages and I finished that race. It took me seven hours to get through it because of all the excruciating pain at the end. But again, um, God showed me that, you know, the fear that I had of, you know, not being able to finish and am I going to let people down? I just trusted him through the process. And he sent an angel along the way with Mickey Mouse ears. Doesn't matter who it is to, to help me to, to, to encourage me to finish. So, you know, and then I went on to do the, the New York City Marathon and I ended up doing about 40 or so endurance events, uh, including the Spartan series, the Spartan trifecta. Yeah, and uh, and I ran a nine-hour race through the mountains in Monterey, California, uh, to complete the the Spartan series, the Spartan Beast race, about forty obstacles or so. But it was again, it was another one of those. I went out, I flew out by myself. There's nowhere to train for mountains in Florida, so I just went out and did it. And and uh, it was a it was tough, but again, God sent someone else. Mm -hmm. It was somebody, uh, and we were in the first two or three miles. This person was going the same pace. Turns out he was in IT. And he and I stayed together the whole race, encouraged each other when we were, because we had to, you know, sometimes you would climb a mountain, they would hand you, and you get to the bottom, and they'd hand you a 75-pound sandbag, put it on your shoulder, and have to go back up. Ooh. And so, things like that. So, oh my it was, goodness. Uh, 
it was a pretty, pretty uh, amazing experiences that, that uh, God, you know, and, I, and again, because of my faith and, you know, I did, I had that peace and no fear anymore in my life to where, you know, hey, God made me uh, to, to be able to do anything I want. I can move mountains, right? So I, I, I just had that um, mentality the whole time. And, and so really enjoyed that process. Uh, and then in the process of continue to, to raise awareness for prostate cancer for others uh, and try to bless as many people as I could. And then, then TLC came into my life at that time, Transitions Life Center was a nonprofit that we, that my brother-in-law and sister-in-law started. And so it was, God was preparing me for this day uh, to become part of Transitions Life Center. Um, and that's, that's a, a story within itself. So tell me, you know, and you know, I know what TLC is, um, and we have the privilege of partnering with them at Church of Hope, but share for those who might not know what Transitions Life Center is, is all about, because it's incredible. And you're right, it is a story in and of itself. <laughs> well, hey, well, thank you for asking about TL Transitions Life Center. Mm -hmm. We call it TLC. But my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, I have three nephews who have a, a genetic disorder. It's a very rare case. And so when, when my oldest nephew became of age to graduate school at 22 years old, you have to leave school, the school system. They went and did some tours around to see what was available for services that were outside of the, the program for special mm -hmm. needs. And there wasn't a lot of choices, especially faith-based choices. So they got together with another family with a thousand with dollars. I think we started with and, and, and got together and said, let's, you know, we're not sure what we're going to do here, but let's, you know, come up with some ideas. Uh, and so we started, and I started out as a volunteer. My, my, my wow. wife, Peggy, she was the original board member who's still on the board today, uh, back from 2012. And so the, they got together. And, and so we, the first thing we did was a summer camp. So we had mm -hmm. probably 30, 40 uh, folks with intellectual disabilities, and we did a summer camp. And so mm -hmm. that's how we started the first couple of years. Uh, we decided to go to a Saturday program, so we had one day one one day a month where we do Saturdays, and we kind of increased that. And so they would come over, and it would be socialization, life skills. We do all types of activities because what happens is when they leave the school system, a lot of them don't have the the means or the transportation to go see their friends to get socialization. Mm -hmm. um, and so we wanted to create an environment to where hey, we can they can meet their friends. And then we, it also gives us an opportunity to minister to them as well. Mm -hmm. And so that was the big component uh, is being a faith-based organization is how can we continue to minister them to their needs? Um, and we just listened to God. We just, you know, we kept praying and we just kept trusting in the Lord. Now we did have our naysayers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that would say we're moving a little too fast. Um, and we did move, we, we moved really fast. And so you know, going from 2012 to where we are today, and as I kind of tell you that progression, you'll see over a 10-year period, oh, yeah. uh, we've done, God has provided some amazing opportunities for our members, we call them members, and so we, you know, we went from that one, that Saturday program to one day a week, mm -hmm. and it filled up very quickly, and so we were borrowing facilities, or not borrowing, we were loan uh, facilities from different churches, including mm -hmm. Church of Hope, um, we started over in the Living Waters facility there. Mm -hmm. uh, they let us use their facilities. And so we st started that one day a week. And then it became um, very obvious that God wanted us to move quicker. So we went to five days a week very quick. 
Yes. And so, and, and that filled up, you know, and we, we hired, we didn't really have the money to hire. We wanted to get our, the word out. So we hired some mm-hmm. folks and we didn't have the money. We just did it on faith. Yeah. We just, we just prayed. I mean, our, our, to me, my, my mantra has always been Romans uh, eight thirty one. That's the first Bible verse I learned. Miss um, Dolly, who was my Sunday school teacher at Ocala church of God, when I, I was a it. young man, um, uh, he, she would always say, if God's, if God is for us, who could be against us? Right. And yep. that was, and she still, when I would see her over the years, she would ask me, what's that verse again? And so that's always been my mantra. If God is you know, with mm-hmm. me, then who could be against me? Right. And so we just, we just kept that faith throughout the whole process, even though we thought some people thought we were crazy. Uh, and sometimes we look in the mirror and say, are we crazy? But we just trusted the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and so if we fast forward a little bit, because I could tell you this story for hours. Um, we went from five days a week. We started to fill up. We, we had to, the board of directors, uh, which I was on, I, I, I actually became a director. Then I became the president of Transitions Life Center in 2006. In 2006, we became the CEP Nonprofit Business of the Year, which was an honor for our organization being so new. We were four years old. Uh, and then I, be- I stayed president for five years and recently, I stepped down because I wanted to give someone else an opportunity. I felt like God uh, wanted me to help in a different way, which I'm helping in a different way, still involved, heavily involved. Um, and so, but during that time, over the over that five-year period, we acquired 22 acres of property. Uh, we also, we were also, thankfully, Church of Hope helped us out in, in your mission because we had a facility to go to because the other facility was being sold. So mm-hmm. you took us in. So we had a place to go and meet and our members came there and they loved it and they loved your staff and everything. So we so much appreciate that. But during that process, 22 acres of property, we raised through a block grant with the county um, and then some very generous donors that God sent our way. We raised $1.3 million and we built a 5,000 square foot community center um, and dedicated that. Uh, it It was just such a blessing. Um, and, and then now since that time, so we have the 5,000 square foot facility since that time, we've, we've put in a pavilion with picnic tables and outdoor, uh, facilities where we, we have a basketball court. Now we're getting ready to get the, the court, the, the goals up and, and the lining and things. Uh, we put out an outdoor fitness center. We put in, um, uh, an outdoor, um, swings for special needs right so that way everybody has the opportunity to swing uh, we're, we're actually getting a greenhouse we we want a grant for a greenhouse or we're going to build a greenhouse and a lot of the programs that we have there are during the day they don't just come and and sit and talk it's not that yeah. environment we have church services we have someone that comes in and sings we have guest pastors that come in uh, as well that come in and do a service uh, we have a computer recycling program, so people bring in their old computers, and, and our members take them apart. So wow. you know, it, it really helps them live their life to their fullest potential, right? Mm-hmm. And it gives them a purpose and hope. You know, we all need a purpose in life, and we all need that hope. And just to see when you walk in, and you've seen it, you walk oh, in yeah. and see the faces. I oh, mean, yes. it's just the most loving, caring environment that you that you could ever be a part of. And I always play Santa Claus every year. That's my that's my thing. So I, I, last year I did it from the North Pole because of COVID. I couldn't I couldn't do it in person. So I did it from the North Pole oh. via Zoom. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Great. But I was able to do it in person again this year. 
and so, you know, during the day though, we have uh, facilities where we teach them how to make beds, uh, how to wash wow. clothes. Um, so we're teaching life skills. Amazing. And, and so we're doing a lot of things to challenge them on a daily basis. And they get that socialization as well. They get to see their friends. Yeah. And so we're, we've actually outgrown the building and we're, we're getting ready to start the next phase of fundraising to add on to the building. We probably need another, you know, 2,500 to 5,000 square feet more because we have a waiting wow. list. Um, so it's, it's, God has really provided, we, we, again, we went from a thousand dollars 10 years ago to a half a million dollar budget per year. We've got about 12, 14 employees, full-time employees. Incredible. Um, and it's just, you know, God continues to provide. We we just did a partnership with the University of Florida, so they have some of their occupational therapy program that comes down and, and works with our members. Wow. And so we're doing outreach in the community and and as well. So there's there's a ton more, but like I said, I could talk about this for hours. I love. I mean, I love your passion for TLC and really, and even hearing the threads of your story, how you know, starting way back when you were younger, that one person saw potential in you and said, Hey, come learn this computers, this internet thing. You have a career for life. You step into your God-given career, life's going good. And then you hit a very deep, painful moment. And I love what you shared, uh, Darren, that it was the journey that prepared you for, you had no idea years ago that Transitions Life Center would become a reality or even be a thing. And God was preparing you every step along the way, bringing the right people into your journey, preparing you to be that right person for so many other people. Um, I just, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it's, I, I tell you, just uh, if, you know, thinking back and just thinking about all the people that God sent our way, sent my way, and, and also at TLC during that process, it's just, a, it's just amazing, you know, to, yeah. to watch God at work and to, to, you know, you think, oh, we've got this. And he just shows up every time, all the time, every time at yes. the right time, you know? So you just yeah. think we don't have the money. We, we can't do this and we can't do that. But our, our, our mantra again was, you know, if God before us, who could be against us? Right. And so yes. we just lived, you know, we lived by faith. We, we prayed uh, and we continue to do that today. So we, we want to continue that on, mm-hmm. you know, again, we're going to stay a faith-based organization, and and that's that's our goal, and we want to continue that growth. And, and some of the next phases, we'd like to do some housing, build a, a respite home oh, cool. to get rest for families, yeah, um, and then also um, build housing as well for uh, that population, so they have a place to go. Because in the beginning, the the dream of my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and the other families was when something happens to them down the road. Um, you know, where are they going to go? Where's a safe, loving, caring, faith-based, a God-filled place, you know, where the Holy Spirit thrives and takes care of our members and their families and all. So that's really our, our Mm long-term goal. I love it. It's amazing. Um, And everybody, we will include in the show notes, Transitions Life Center's website. So you can go learn more about TLC and you can continue to follow the journey as well. Um, But Darren, if you were having a cup of coffee with someone else on their own becoming journey, what would you say to encourage them to be who God made them to be? You know, that's a, that's a, that is a great question. And, you know, for me, it's serving others. It's valuing people, right? It's, you know, because we have a tendency to be selfish and we think about, you know, our human flesh wants us to be selfish, right? Mm -hmm. And worry about ourselves. 
But if we serve others, there is so much more that comes back to us. Uh, God just blesses us, you know, thousandfold over what you, you know, what you give, right? So I always say, anytime I'm doing mentoring and coaching, and you mentioned before John Maxwell, I'm a John Maxwell yep. coach. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's been five or six years now, six years, I think it was. That's amazing. I know it goes by fast. But, you know, John is all about valuing people. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've seen it real time. You know, I've seen it real time. So a, a lot of the coaching and mentoring that I do now is really based on servant leadership mm-hmm. and that's serving others and that's leading like Jesus, right? Jesus, there's like four pillars, uh, you know, the heart of a great leader, the habits of a great leader, mm-hmm. the head of a great leader and the hands of a great leader. And Jesus was all those things, right? And and John Maxwell, you know, his the basis for everything that he teaches is in the Bible. You can find all everything uh, that he teaches in the Bible, right? So you just got to have a heart. You got to, you got to, and I, what I tell people too is like, don't try to do everything yourself. Turn it over to him, right? Yeah. And so to have that heart for people and to turn it over and be fully committed, uh, mm-hmm. you're, it, it's going to make you a better leader. It's going to make you, it's going to benefit all those around you. And, and again, it comes back to you a thousand fold. Uh, and it's also having that, the right habits, right? Yeah. And that's, that's also having, you know, a time in prayer and solitude, you know, Jesus in the Bible um, spent a lot of time in solitude, right? Yeah, and in did. prayer. So it's developing the, the right habits and learning the word and reading the word and, and understanding and applying it to your mm-hmm. life. Uh, and it's also your head, right? It's it's having your head right, um, and then being totally obedient, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, I mentioned that before: is don't try to do it all yourself. Turn it over to him. It, it just it's you know I just that's the hardest thing though mm-hmm. you know for us in our flesh, right? Is for us to try to turn oh, yeah. everything over because our first reaction is you know is to react. But uh-huh. you know, really, Christ wants us to respond and not react mm-hmm. to things. When we react to things, it's it's usually fear-based or pride-based. But when we respond to things, that's more of an emotional intelligence, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really drawing from the wisdom that you get from the word, right? That God has yeah. is, is set forth in us. And then lastly, the hands, you know, the hands of a great leader, someone that is helping others, getting in the trenches and working uh, for the kingdom, right? Because it's all, it's, it's really to glorify him, right? At the end mm-hmm. of the day. So we have to do God's work. Um, whether that's TLC or working at Church of Hope or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, facility or however you're helping people in, in the community, but getting out and doing the work because there's such a need in the world and there's there's so many people hurting. Uh, and then, you know, God sent us here to take care of those, right? They could take care mm-hmm. of themselves. And and so I'm just I'm just honored to be, you know, part of that. Yeah. And then again, the the whole John Maxwell philosophy around just serving others and valuing mm-hmm. people. Um but also taking care of yourself as well. Yeah. So. Well, the best way, I mean, that foundation, take care of yourself so you can uh, best serve and value people. But I love, and that really is how you show up to every environment that I've been around you and you show up to add value to people and um, you really live that out. So, um, you know, Darren, if somebody wanted to connect with you online, they wanted to connect with TLC online, how could people find you online? And then also we'll have all these links in the show notes. So you guys can easily connect with Darren and Transitions Life Center. <laughs> all right. Well, if, if you want to, I use, I use LinkedIn a lot. And okay. so the messenger in LinkedIn. So awesome. if you just go to uh, James Darren Rich in LinkedIn, you'll, okay. you'll find me there. 
And you'll, and you'll see it if it's related to cybersecurity, it, it'll be me. It'll be me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, um, and so, and then I'm also on Facebook and I'm on Instagram mm -hmm. as well. I don't think I have the, it's at Darren.Rich on uh, Instagram. I'm not sure about Facebook. I haven't, I haven't used that, but you can just look me up Darren Rich on Facebook. I think I'm the only Darren Rich. There's one other Darren Rich in the United States and he doesn't look like me. So. <laughs> Perfect. We'll link it too. So you don't have to worry. <laughs> People send in random friend requests. That's awesome. And then Transitions Life Center is www.tlcocala.org. TLCocala.org. And so that's how you can get, that's how you can find out more information about TLC and Transition, Transitions Life Center. Awesome. Darren, thank you so much for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming. And thank you for just how you show up every single day, serving, adding value to people, making this world better and brighter. You inspire me. I appreciate you and Team Rich so much. Emily, thanks again for the opportunity to be here. I really enjoyed the conversation. And again, I'll be praying for you. And I'm so glad that you do this because it's so inspiring to others. And, uh, and so I'm glad to be a part of it. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.